0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of Getting Hammered. I'm your host, Mary Catherine Ham. You are the Hammerheads. He is Vic Mattis of The Free Beacon. I am definitely over-caffeinated this morning, but moderately prepared. Hey,
1: how about am. that? Let's see what happens when that happens. <laughs> Hello, Mary Catherine. As you know, this is our 50th episode.
0: Oh, yes. I definitely remembered that from when you told me two days ago.
1: Celebration. You were probably under-caffeinated when I sent that. So just a thanks to our listeners, our hammerheads. We wouldn't have gotten here without you. And really, what I want to say is I hope you've been enjoying this journey as we turn into InfoWars.
0: That's... Really? We're swiftly on our way. Yeah, we
1: don't even realize it. it's so gradual. I am okay otherwise. I'm feeling a little blah, and I'll tell you why. Because I caved to the kids' demands yesterday, specifically my daughter, and Kate was working, so I said we can go out. And so, where did they want to go? The Cheesecake Factory.
0: Oh. Uh, and what what of the seventy three thousand <laughs> items? Well. Came to the table just for Vic. Yes. Just for Vic. So
1: there's an interesting one on page 242 of the menu.
0: <laughs> if you'll refer to the footnotes. If you refer
1: to the footnotes. So, I mean, I literally have to tell, like, my nurse, she's asking questions. I'm like, no, that's on page two. Where is this? Oh, it's on page seven. It's on page 10. And there are ads and different things. Okay. So the biggest problem, easy for them. You know, they're active. They're thin. They're growing. They can get whatever they want. I'm looking at this and all I see. Are the calorie counts. And I know our friend Eliana from Ming Stained Wretched, she'll say, Oh, no, 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 you got to do Skinny Licious. So I said, Okay, I'll took a look at the Skinny Licious menu. It's a separate menu. On,
0: on page 83. Yeah, right?
1: <laughs> it's, uh, yeah th- now there's two menus. And the Skinny Licious menu, and it's like, Oh, okay, there's like, you know, this is only 400 or 500 calories, smaller bites, lesser. And I'm looking, I go, I don't, on the other hand, I don't think it's filling. And on the other hand, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> so um, here's, the craziest thing I saw on the appetizers was factory nachos, 2,670 calories. Oh, all right? yes. Now, the average person is supposed to have about 2,000. Well, you a know, day. it's
0: efficiency. If you go and you have those, you're, done, and, for and the you're
1: day. done for the day. You don't even have to think about it until the next, the next night. So I didn't get that, obviously. And I ended up with the, the bang bang chicken and shrimp at only 1,300 calories. Now here's what's interesting.
0: Bang Bang sauce is like a thousand anyway, calories that is just tough. on its own. Yes,
1: on the on the. I forgot to you know what I forgot to request the brown rice because that makes all the difference for me. Oh, huge difference. in my weight. Here's the interesting thing. So it comes. It's coconut. It's curry. It's it's delicious. What I noticed? Not a lot of chicken or shrimp. Oh, really? And I think I think this is all supply chain inflation uh, related because uh, they don't want to raise prices. Right. It was a reasonable price. Uh, they're doing so, the Doritos move, where yes. They're just taking some no, of the and product. No, a number down. of restaurants are doing this, so that was a little bit.
0: Well, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an upside for your for your that's for your true. overall health. That's, true. that's, that's I guess I guess
1: this morning when I was gonna weigh, it was slightly under, but still like I can't eat till lunch. Okay, <laughs> how are you?
0: I am good. I have had three cups of coffee now this morning, which is it's above average for me. I I don't. Do you usually... drink
1: later on, or this is the whole day?
0: It's usually the whole day, unless I get wow. that post. Lunch slump. Then you have a And then peps. occasionally I'll have a, like a half yeah. a cup. What is your coffee preference? We've never talked about this you
1: before. You mean like how do I like my yeah, coffee? Like what black.
0: Do you, okay. You just drink black. Do you have a brand that you like? A, a I, roast?
1: I am not as finicky as my wife. My wife will like... Sir, I, I will sometimes go out of my way to get some fancy like, you know, like a whole bean because we have a, this Breville machine at home. They can grind it yes. into the thing and I'll go to like... I'll get something from Swing's. Or a stump town or a compass, but it's never quite right for her. And so what she likes is what I like. Is that a right answer? Oh. <laughs> it's oh nice. actually not what I like, but I, I go along because I'm not that finicky. I don't mind like she that hates
0: is a beautiful marriage. You're like
1: <laughs> so right now at the moment it's like Trader Joe's.
0: Okay.
1: Uh there's a vanilla one. She likes the Vienna blend from Whole Foods. That's fine. Um uh, again, I, I can have, you know, um, Eight o'clock coffee or Mills Hills Brothers—I don't care. Um, uh, there's some really nice ones from Vienna, the actual Vienna that you can order online. So I do that on on, on rare occasions from uh, Cafe Julius Meinl. Nice.
0: It's a really
1: nice coffee. It's so
0: Fancy. It is. It is
1: fancy. But again, as, I don't mind diner coffee.
0: No, see, I'm I'm what sort of you? I'm sort of all over the place. I'm yeah. not a, I'm not a connoisseur.
1: But, but you do like you do like cream and sugar.
0: Yes, so especially cream. Emphasis on the cream. <laughs> are you?
1: I like like. Uh, are you like into the flavored stuff?
0: Well, here's the secret yeah. to my coffee. I don't mind a flavored coffee. I don't like a lot of syrup in there. When yeah, I, people
1: love the the syrups. Ooh, no.
0: yeah. I want like when they give a syrup, they're like, Almond "Do you dope. want a pump?" But yeah, sometimes a pump. some of those drinks are like four pumps. Do you know how much that is? That's like half the cup. So I'm like, give me like like if I want flavor in there, I want like a quarter of a pump. I don't no, even no, want no, a full you thing. You know
1: what? They asked me that once. I was like, "Excuse me."
0: However. Here's the secret <laughs> to my coffee,
1: yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that yes. uh, everything tastes good with heavy cream, so you <laughs> can drink <laughs> yes. any, oh, yeah. any, not half and of, half. Nope, nope. Wow. Now this is a carb thing, uh-huh. because if I'm ever, I don't really diet. I don't, I don't like to get into the diet culture. I people like to, want
1: to know. Listeners want to know what's your secret. I like first, to
0: eat. Right. I like to eat well. I don't like to deprive myself. Mm-hmm. And one of the best ways for me to live the fulfilling food life that I want to live while also staying in shape is to avoid carbs to some extent. Oh, okay. I don't love carbs, so that's okay. I don't feel deprived because I'm not a big sweets person. And
1: you don't have a desire for like bagel.
0: Right, right. So I go with – occasionally like I I get a sourdough craving. I do like a nice fresh sourdough. It's a wonderful thing. If you
1: get a freshly baked bread, there's not many carbs.
0: In general, sweets, take or leave, cake, take or leave, cookies, not my thing. Except for when I'm pregnant, which is a whole different thing. But (laughs) – so, Understood. so I don't feel deprived by yeah. this, and the heavy cream with your coffee, and if you do sort of a Splenda situation, if you want sugar, gives you a, a low carb coffee. Really, with flavor, yes. Oh, with flavor, yes. Right. But
1: yeah, with other. Now you could just drink
0: but it you, black, and you're your yeah. Totally fine. I,
1: that's how I like my. I'm a purist. They even say you know it's permissible to slurp the coffee. Which otherwise would be yes, because if you're a real connoisseur, you want to get the full. Oh, you, you want get to get the, the full the bouquet. Yeah. yeah, the bouquet. The bouquet. You
0: want the bouquet. Yeah, or, uh, he wants the bouquet. I just want the fat. I want to have like I, a lot of fat in there.
1: Again, I think let's fat is
0: not your enemy, people.
1: No, no, no. Big fat surprise. Great book. If uh, listeners are, I think they're all now craving coffee. Listening to this, I yes. hope you're having coffee.
0: Well, the one thing that that broke my heart, uh, not the, not the one thing. I was about to say the one thing that broke my heart during the pandemic. There were many. There were many other things as yes. well. But one thing that was sad is that I had a Pete's coffee. Yes, close to my house and it oh, bit the dust it, oh, during the pandemic yeah. pandemic and i love yeah pete's coffee but again i'm real high low at home you can give me random keurig or yeah. or nescafe mm-hmm. even and i'm yeah. like
1: tastes yeah tastes all right to me my uh father-in-law is a big coffee drinker black strong really packs a punch. And when he makes it, even he had one the other night. He's like, Oh, can I make a coffee after dinner? I'm like, I don't really drink coffee. I'll do half and half. I was still up all night with it. But I look at what he blends, and sometimes the brand's like Melita. You know, <laughs> Melita? That's like, you know, I didn't know that was still around.
0: I didn't know that yeah. either. Okay. My brother's a real optimizer of life. He's like one of these people who researches in, incessantly yes. and then figures out the best thing. And then I just crib his oh. life decisions. That's and? what I'm the beneficiary of this. But he's, He's a person who's very specific about his coffee, and so at his house, and then my parents have also inherited this. They have a very specific process that is like the 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 beans are are weighed by the gram. Oh, the yeah, water. they do by the
1: skill because you can you know they they tell you about this. Right, I just eyeball it, but you can really get into it. So, so they're deep. They're
0: they're weighed. Wow, and then they're ground, and so when I'm at my parents' house, which is appropriate for being at your parents' house. I am at their mercy, completely helpless when I get up in the morning because I don't know the process. Their house,
1: their coffee. But can you taste the difference and say, wow, this is really good? Like, this is restaurant. I
0: think it's good. I I mean, again, I don't have the palate for this. But the important thing is that it's a very very infantilizing thing. I sit in the kitchen. Or maybe it's luxurious. Maybe I should think about it as luxurious. I sit in the kitchen and wait for my mom to come down and make coffee because I don't know how to do it.
1: I will give a, yeah, well, not with those machines. I will give, uh, a, 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 they're not, they're not, we don't have, they're not an advertiser, but I'm going to give them a free promo right now Black Rifle Coffee.
0: Oh, yes. They're
1: very good. And I had, I went to a Black Rifle store and it was connected to, I think it's called Nine Line, Eight Line or Nine Line, which is also like apparel, but it's connected to the same company a, in Savannah, Georgia, which was great. And I got a, a bag of silencer. Smooth Silencer, Smooth, I think it's called. And it was really good.
0: It's on my list of those to try. I do I do want to try that. Yeah. You know what else puts a pep in my step, Vic? Our sponsor, The Spectator. Oh, hey. As the longest-running magazine in the world, The Spectator dispenses with all that identity politics in favor of intelligent conversation and thought. From the war in Ukraine to the ideological war in the classroom, from the rise of inflation to the rise of cancel culture, The Spectator has been dedicated to stimulating reporting and analysis since 1828. The U.S. edition of The Spectator has just newly come ashore, and it's bringing high-quality writing and analysis to U.S. audiences for the first time. The Spectator also covers the best in books, travel, food, wine, and much, much more. Probably coffee. We have a special offer for listeners of Getting Hammered. Sign up today, and you'll receive three free months of the print magazine and full digital access. Plus, they're going to give you a free Spectator hat, which you know you want. Just go to spectatorworld.com backslash special offer and use the offer code HAM, H-A-M, You guys, I really like a print magazine. I like to, it's like a little, it's a little surprise to me in the mail. Yes. And I enjoy it very much. Like to hold it in my hands. It's a beautiful thing. So I think you're going to love it too. I. Wonderful. Love it. It's committed to the quality of its reasoning and writing, not to a political party in particular. So sign up today. Get three months of The Spectator. Plus, get your free Spectator hat when you subscribe today at spectatorworld.com backslash special offer. Use the offer code H-A-M, ham, at checkout to redeem your offer. That's spectatorworld.com backslash special offer and offer code ham.
1: Thank you, Mary (laughs) Catherine. Lovely ad read.
0: Like I said, there were several cups of coffee. Ugh. What do
1: we got this morning?
0: Oh, yes. Okay. For, we're going to do this briefly because I know as, a, as an enterprising mask reporter, I nonetheless don't want that to be the entire, entire show. Oh. oh, yes. Show, okay? We do need an update. So, so we're just going to briefly touch on the very, I wish it were surprising, but it's not unsurprising news that masks will stay on on transportation due to federal rules, despite great pressure from airlines. This is in the New York Times. The hospital hospitality industry and republican lawmakers to lift the rule requiring masks on planes and other public transportation the centers for disease control and prevention extended the federal transportation mask requirement for two weeks on wednesday five days before it was set to expire the mask mandate now expires may 3rd if it is not extended yet again as someone tweeted is 15 days some sort of dark joke (laughs) two weeks to slow the spread guys
1: Honestly, I don't really see what the big deal is here. It's just two more weeks, Mary Catherine. Yeah. Yes. Can't you keep your mask on for just just to be sure, because this is what they say, right? Just to be sure until the coast is clear, until we know it's absolutely safe because of the three-week lag in uh, cases and hospitalizations and death. Yes. Look. It's a vicious cycle every time, every every time time, we're just about to get out and then we take our mask off and then it comes back again. A new variant. There's a new variant. But
0: strangely, where masks were mandated the whole time. You still had spikes. That's like we don't we don't ever deal with that. So there's another vicious cycle here, which is a political one. Like on the merits, I don't think this is a good idea. Airplanes have one of those highly filtered air systems. There are. We haven't had a lot of super spreaders on airplanes for that reason. And so I don't think this is wise. It's also not politically wise for those who wish to win in November, particularly not to bring out Dr. Anthony Fauci again. Here he is being interviewed by MSNBC's Andrea Mitchell. Also, just like this first question. Just listen.
2: Uh, The fact, first of all, that we understand that the TSA is going to extend that mask mandate for public
1: transportation. I know it's not announced yet, but that is our reporting. Uh, so given the fact that we're still seeing the surge in Europe, uh, we're still seeing the effects here in the Northeast. Why only 15 days? Why
0: only 15 days? That's the question. That's yeah. the question. Not
1: what? Yes, yes. It's not enough.
2: Well, I think, uh, Angie,
1: because it's a moving target and we really want to see what the pattern is here in the United States. I think making a decision for April 18th, uh, I would agree that we really do need more time. It isn't like things are static. Things are moving. We're seeing an increase throughout the country. We're seeing it more so in certain cities and certain regions than others. And until we get a really good handle on it, I think it's prudent.
0: We just need more time until the end of time.
1: Okay. uh, Here's my, my first question Is that Andrea Mitchell's nickname, Angie?
0: I think like he could. Little, maybe he just he just sort of threw, threw away the end of Andrea. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: I don't know. Uh, remember what I said last episode? You know, here today, gone tomorrow about his stuff on individual choices. Yes, it's tra- yes. so. Yes. Last week,
0: you know what? I wanted yep. to reward him because I want the incentives to be good, <laughs> and yet you know, here we are. I was betrayed. But be so let's,
1: disappointed. Let's
0: look at Quinnipiac's latest. Oh, yeah. Real quick, just just mm-hmm. a few top lines that seem concerning. I, I believe what is the overall approval it's way down in the 30s of the
1: president of the united states of the president of the united it's about 33. states
0: 33 33 that's very for those of you who don't follow this it's very yeah. low that's very yeah. low trump was you know in the in the 30s mm-hmm. and low 40s throughout yeah, he his was about presidency and that was considered quite below average this this would be more below than that because I, I can do that much math. Um, this, is a, this is a thread that sort of comes from a progressive angle at this, but I want to read it. It was on Twitter. This is Will Stancil tweeting about this. Biden's second worst demographic, not relative to expectations, but overall is the highly liberal 18 to 34 age group, 21% approve. He is 47 points underwater and yet, and this is his argument, D.C. still reflexively assumes moderation is the cure rather than the cause of the problem. Among young people. Biden's approval among 18 to 34 year olds is literally lower than Trump's was in the same Quinnipiac poll in March 2018. It is hard to overstate what a shocking failure this is for a Democratic administration. Other groups that are very low. Hispanic voters. Like, like bad low guys. There's a lot of. There's a lot of groups in this poll where it's like outlier low. Compared to other groups, and those groups are the mm-hmm. groups that Democrats have thought they would have a lock on yeah. forever.
1: Yeah, and it's weird because you don't hear much about them, I think, in the media anymore as a minority. Instead, <laughs> it's like they're not a minority on their side. Well,
0: that's how it works. Yeah, Sorry, like, yeah, yeah. Once, suddenly
1: let's not focus on those like
0: people. the the Asian Americans are not oh. are no longer considered yeah.
1: that's right minority. That's right. It's so. going to be it, eventually it'll be the same way with at least with white Hispanics. Oh gosh, as they put it.
0: But the, he yeah. makes the argument that they should be more liberal to attract young people, that would include such things as, I mean, lots of liberal policies, but, policies, but in, uh, including canceling mm-hmm. student debt. Yeah. However, in that group, I believe two-thirds don't have student debt. So you still got a class problem.
1: They would feel better about themselves <laughs> if you did it.
0: I mean, the one-third would, but yeah. the other two-thirds are working-class people. And I, I don't know, that I have to check that stat, but the other large part, are working class people and middle class people who are maybe not college educated who are paying for other people's college.
1: Yeah, that's right. You know, obviously our side of the argument is it's just not fair if somebody were to do that. Let's say if you were a student who had to take two jobs, never went on vacation, didn't buy fancy clothes, and you did this for four years in order to pay down your college debt, your college loan, and then suddenly somebody who vacations all the time and spends lavishly, hey, you know what, mine just got erased too. And other people will say, "Well, that's not what America is about. Enough about you. Just be happy that you're helping other people. Be more selfless." Is the lesson. But here's my thought: But it's a moral.
0: Yeah. It's a moral hazard. Yeah, it's a moral hazard. Yeah. Well, we're encouraging I, friend, we're friend,
1: encouraging more irresponsibility. Make bad choices, and you don't have to pay for them. If you're doing a couple semesters at a college or wherever, and you decide it's not for you, it's a wash. Somebody else will pay for that.
0: Yeah. In response to these. Well, not in response to these particular bad numbers, but in response to all the bad numbers that have been coming out repeatedly over and over again. Again, this is not an outlier. This is we have a pattern established here. The Biden administration pivoted to guns briefly a couple of days ago, focusing mostly on the issue of
2: ghost Ghost guns. guns. A year ago this week, standing here with many of you, I instructed the attorney general to write a regulation that would
0: rein in the proliferation of ghost guns because I was having trouble getting passed in the Congress. But I use what we call regulatory authority. Which is a a form of gun that you can manufacture yourself, Mm -hmm. sometimes 3D printed parts that you Mm -hmm. can order. Legally, they do not come with a serial number on them. They are different than other guns. However, (laughs) I I should note, they are not a large part of gun crime in this country. They are a thing that the administration knows it can go after. Yeah, again, these are easy targets. Easier way. Mm -hmm. And by the way, as I always say, this does not mean that gun control activists shouldn't fight for these things, but I would point out that the most successful thing every mm. gun control push does without fail is sell more guns. So yeah. the number of ghost guns that have oh. likely been sold yeah. since several days ago mm. is very, very high. And by the way, they mostly go to hobbyists, and you mm. have to be able to you have to be able to have the wherewithal yeah. to construct it properly right. uh, in order for it to work for you. It is maybe not the most reliable choice if one wants to mm-hmm. commit a crime. One might, for instance, uh, get a gun off the street that has the serial number removed. That yeah. that would be, that is in real life the more likely scenario. However, they're working on this. this
1: That's thing. right. And, and again, as you were pointing out, most of the crimes that are committed are not <laughs> from ghost guns. And this is a, but this is a common, uh, this is a pattern because, you know, whenever something terrible happens, uh, there's always a cry for new – got to create new gun control measures and go after you know, manufacturers, in this case, ghost guns. And the regulations, by the way, for the ghost guns are about 364 pages long. Uh, so that gives people Ooh. things to work on, you know, everyone to keep everyone busy.
0: For the, for the like, 34 people who order ghost yeah, guns, that's right. uh, uh, whereas, there's several pages per person.
1: Yes, that's right. You break – exactly. But uh, there are already so many uh, – Laws on the books. Yes. That is... That that just enforce them.
0: That's truly a thing that that gun control activists either do understand and ignore Mm -hmm. or don't know. Many of them don't know that there are... That we're not starting from zero. (laughs) And they often betray this ignorance by saying, like, why don't we regulate abortions the way we regulate guns? It's like... Yeah, that's a a popular one. Do you want the background check? Do you want the... I mean, you're you're setting up a situation Mm -hmm. that you're not going to be happy with in the end. Because, in fact, these things are quite heavily regulated. Um, well, you referenced uh, bad things happening and a bad thing happened in New York. It uh, yes. happened right before we were uh, taping the other day. So we, a thing that I like to do is hold off on talking about giant breaking news events because we don't know exactly what's happening until this the fog of war dissipates a bit.
2: As
1: our friend Matt Continetti would like to say, uh, you never get in trouble for not saying something, and so it was best for us in this circumstance because we didn't have all the details. We had no idea right. who were the who was the shooter or shooters. So, but now we know.
0: So now we do have information. Looks like a lone wolf situation. A sixty something year old man, Frank James, sixty two year old man, entered the New York City subway in the morning rush hour in what looked like a city worker construction outfit he had a backpack and uh, smoke grenades with which to distract folks and he had what looks like it looks like at least one glock handgun mm-hmm. with several magazines to reload and shot into this uh, very busy subway mm-hmm. station by some miracle the gun jammed he's also not clearly not a great shot and we have i think about 30 people injured Ten shot none dead. Which is
1: Yeah. It's so amazing. amazing. It's amazing.
0: Similar with the with the congressional baseball shooting where this guy had he of course injured mm-hmm. people gravely in the case of Representative Scalise, but he had people pinned down in a dugout shooting into it, and yet we had no deaths mm-hmm. in that incident as That's well. Right. So um I I do think Whoever is to be thanked for the fact that people are often bad shots or sometimes uh-huh. bad shots when yeah. they when they uh-huh. start this stuff. Uh-huh. So we thankfully have zero dead right now, and people look like they're going to recover yep. from their injuries. He has been arrested. He has what looks like a long YouTube history of very racist tirades.
1: Get against whites and Hispanics.
0: Yes, against the Jewish people, as yeah. you might imagine. He has a bone to pick with city services and Eric Adams, mental health services uh, and homeless services that say he says made him worse and did not serve him and then you have this black nationalist strain through his rantings wow. that you've seen in frankly a, a couple of deadly incidents before this this one not deadly but a couple of incidents before this the capitol hill yeah police officer mm-hmm. that was black nationalist rhetoric there's a handful of others mm-hmm. i think the guy in in wisconsin in the van when oh, yes, went to the who parade. plowed through but that's not a narrative that we recognize very often, but it no. is is—it is a thing in this case.
1: As our own uh, friend and contributor Charles Fain Lehman points out in today's Washington Free Beacon, uh, a lot of those kinds of details, including race, are downplayed when the race is not white. And sort of all these important yes. other details are buried, and it gives you a different sense of what is happening. I was going to say I was a bit annoyed, and I did an eye roll when I saw Eric Adams make the announcement to New Yorkers. And he says— we got him. Yeah, like like this is Osama bin Laden, right? Like, his, he deployed SEAL Team Six? You know, Jessica Chastain. Well, you see, know, and they and they got him. You know, he,
0: he seems to have been recovered fairly quickly, partly because he just rode a tra- he rode a train to mm-hmm. another part of New York and mm-hmm. went about his day, and then yeah. may have called Crime Stoppers on yes, himself. I was going
1: to say I heard that on the news,
0: and then there's a there's a lovely pair of guys led by Zach Tahan, Zahan. who's an uh, originally Lebanese uh, Lebanese American, mm-hmm. and he spotted him yeah. after uh, they got the tip they went to the place he wasn't at the place the mcdonald's and they said well here we we spotted him and then we pointed the police to him and here's him talking to one uh one reporter with your name please
2: i'm sorry hello <laughs> he's taking a ticket of call yeah. Yeah. Could
1: you start with your name please
2: my name is z-a-c-k d-a-h-h-a-n okay I'm born 2000, I'm fasting now because it's Ramadan, you know, like I was working in the store and I was see the guy and I told the when I see the guy he was back, he have bag and his, he was walking in the sidewalk and I told him this is the guy, he killed the seven people, I told the police and we catch him, thank God. Oh, I do my best. I cannot tell you guys anything. That's How
0: it. did you tell the police?
2: I told the police, yo, this is the guy, he killed the seven people. I'm sure, I'm sure, because I was making sure, like, one time I was so, I was so confused, like, every person. But when I come next to him, and he was, like, I'm looking at his face, and I have his picture. I was, I have his picture on the phone, and I got him, that, thank God. He's
0: delightful, just yes. as a
1: side note. You know, as you know, it, 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 it is Ramadan. Uh, and of course, we're heading into all the the holy the the, the holy days for many of us here, and um, uh, with Easter and Passover, but in Ramadan, you know, they after sunrise and before sunset, you're not supposed to eat or drink. So it's really quite remarkable that he was on the ball. I, I'd be a mess. And it's
0: like I'd be yes, it's a whole month.
1: month. It'd be, I would say I would be able to pull this off for the first hour. <laughs> After the sun is up, you
0: mean you mean just <laughs> the eating and drinking, just. or the eating and drinking plus catching a perp?
1: Oh yeah, forget about that. Okay, about that. that's but off I, the table. I would say uh, the, the the most important detail about zachtahan is uh, uh, is that he's actually, I believe, from New Jersey. Oh, is he? Uh, according to NJ.com. because okay. that's how we roll.
0: Oh, well, and okay. here's here's he, he is. I just want to highlight him again because here he is uh, taking New York One's microphone oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah, interviewing yeah. other witnesses to this event. <laughs>
1: between 70% to 80% sure. Is it him? Is it not? So we pull up the picture, the Amber Heald, uh, on our phones. We saw the picture. So we confirmed that between the three of us, oh, that's the guy. That's he, the 100% sure.
0: That's him. So we were uh, ready to call the... Zach is holding the mic. <laughs> Do- no, doing he's the taking work charge. He's
1: taking charge. Police. It's great. We saw the...
0: Uh- Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, thank you to those yeah. guys yeah, for, right. uh, for keeping spotting. for keeping their heads on a swivel. So, understandably... The the, the the gun control talk is, is high again, because this coincides with the push from the Biden administration, and then there's a shooting, and now we're going to yeah. have this discussion in the, in the public square. In the media. So, the discussion never deals with, by the way, the, the first thing on the list, which is that the right to own a gun is in the Constitution, and one must deal with that in order to get to the second part of yeah. whatever one would like to do. The... The vast majority of commentators and media are not pro-gun. And so they just sort of skip over that part. Like, well, well, what do you want to do? You must do something. Well, there are limited Mm. things that one can do. So on The View, which is a place where all these things get discussed once they come to light, we have, or once they're sort of in the zeitgeist, we have Joy Behar explaining her take on on guns.
2: The Supreme Supreme Court is is poised to pass a bill contradicting the New York City state laws. We have very strict gun laws here, and they would like it to be, apparently somebody has put this on their desk, that New York should be an open carry state and an open carry city. With all of the density in this city, they want people running around with guns. People, middle class people will be leaving in droves if that happens. They will. And this is, this a couple things.
1: Yeah. I, this is the part where I believe our friend Steve Gutowski from the Reload his uh, head exploded.
0: Yes, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring in a couple points. Please here. do. Number one, the Supreme Court did not pass a bill. It deals with legislation that has been passed by legislators and decides whether they are constitutional or not. It did not put anything on the desk. Someone filed suit against New York. Mm-hmm. cities and new york state's laws and then it goes up to the supreme court through the judicial system and then the supreme court decides upon this so that's number one and then steve gutowski i'm gonna i'm gonna let him i'm gonna let him help me yeah fact check because he is and by the way you should check him out he has his own site the reload.com he yep, is a free beacon uh, form, former free beacon warrior yeah. and now he's at the reload.com and he really is great on these issues and great at educating those Mm -hmm. in media who often don't know that much about them. So he said, so he goes on, he explains the Supreme court as well. The case is about concealed carry, not open carry. It wasn't put on their desk. It was filed by the New York state rifle and pistol association. And then this is a point I wanted to make as well. The idea that middle-class people are going to leave New York because they can own guns. Yes. Now this is something that I think liberals get entirely backwards, which is, oh, there's crime, the thing to do is take the guns from the law-abiding people with more rules that would affect them, but not really the criminals who will get the gun regardless. What they don't understand is that people acquire guns and have at huge rates during the pandemic Mm -hmm. during times of unrest because they would like to protect themselves. That's right.
1: And you can't depend on others always, Well, and especially if you're defunding
0: yes particularly in the past couple of years the signal has been
1: mm-hmm.
0: that policing should be passive that it is unfair and unjust for it to be mm-hmm. more aggressive and mm-hmm. to be and this the signal sent to citizens it's sent to police and so you get less responsive policing and then people think well who's going to take care of me and my family and right. so they often acquire a firearm for this reason anyway so yes steve says steve katowski says it's fair enough to debate the merits of different kinds of gun carry laws but like let's start from the point of understanding what the supreme court does and the actual policies
1: this is right because what uh what what critics want is you know they want the supreme court if it's a conservative bent which is it is now right six three they don't want them anywhere near these laws or issuing any of these rulings, particularly with Roe v. Wade coming up and whatnot. On the other hand, in the past, they do want the Supreme Court to get involved. Like, they're certainly happy when Roe v. Wade was, you know, first passed. And so uh, – but it's it's this sort of idea, this, this note, this mistaken notion that they have that the Supreme Court is meant to legislate right. from the bench – when in fact it's their, you know, <laughs> they interpret the law. They don't. They don't <laughs> create and the law.
0: Let me let me just do Steve's three three tweets on yeah. these different kinds of laws, just so you guys understand what we're dealing with. May issue laws like New York's mm-hmm. allow state officials to deny permits to people who have passed a background check and completed required training if they feel the applicant doesn't have quote a good reason to need a permit. So right. it's very limited. Currently, eight states have this policy. Shall issue laws, require state officials to issue permits to anyone who passes a background check and completes required training. 17 states and the District of Columbia, dragged kicking and screaming, by the way, have this policy. Permitless or constitutional carry laws allow adults, usually 21 years or older, who can legally possess a firearm to legally carry it concealed without obtaining a permit first. Currently, 25 states have this policy. So just so you know what we're dealing with in addition to... What the Supreme Court does. I'm
1: sure Joy Behar will issue a correction today. <sighs> Let me ask you something, Mary Catherine. Yes. When you are on the show, mm-hmm. The View, and you hear one of your fellow co-hosts say something that you are like, wait, this is completely wrong. Do you then decide to jump in or – do you wait or do you just hold your tongue or is there somebody on the IFB saying, hey, don't, don't interrupt no, yet?
0: Nobody, nobody tells you what to say. Occasionally somebody will tell you to rap in a TV environment because we're going to a mm-hmm. commercial or something. But I've, in my experience, I've never been told what to say. There is a sort of collegial consideration about mm-hmm. how much you want to push on any given issue because you have to work with these folks. And you're, by the way, I, I try to be very strict about never personal I do occasionally tell jokes or get a little snarky, but I'm not I'm not a mean commentator mm-hmm. and I hope that that buys me a little leeway for making my points. The thing about the view I think is that people are often coming from somewhere so very different from where I am. Like this is this is yeah. about as far on the other end from me <laughs> as one can get. So right. f- so finding the bridge between these two points, especially if it's just you and there are three or four other people who agree, is very difficult. However, Alyssa Farah, who's a my colleague at CNN and is a former comms director at the Trump White House, she also is not where I am on this issue, so she, here, here she is when talking with, uh, with Sonny Hostin on the View. That
2: Would you yesterday. agree and concede that no one needs uh, an AR 15 or a assault style yeah. weapon across are, the board? Because well,
0: hunters, not if you're a good weapons, hunter, I don't think you need to right. use right. that to so, shoot a deer.
2: So, yes, though, I think it's often misrepresented what is considered, like an AR 15, yes. But I think that there are times that we misrepresent just because a gun looks scary. There's this notion that it's a higher caliber. But there was a ban than- on it.
0: She's correct about the caliber. The AR 15 is not even close to the most powerful hunting rifle. No. Two.
1: It sells because it looks cool. That's why it sells. What also you know? sells but it's not a machine gun. And I think people on yeah. the other side think that the AR-15 is like straight out of, you know, I don't know, the a yes. you know.
0: Yes. Uh, the AR-15 sells because it is very good at what it does. Mm. It's reliable. It's good for target shooting. It's mm. good for hunting. It's good for self-defense. It's good for learning on. It's a, yeah. like, all. It's accurate. Yeah. All the things. It is not a giant caliber. No it is, it is not automatic, as mm-hmm. you note. there are plenty of rules very yeah. strict about who's yeah. allowed to have those, yeah. and it's basically nobody. <laughs> uh, a lot of, A lot of people in media do think semi-automatic means is automatic. Yeah. and I don't want to get into gun minutiae, but just mm-hmm. semi-automatic is you pull the trigger, one bullet fires. Mm-hmm. and automatic is you pull the trigger trigger, you can hold it down and it fires a lot of rounds. That's right. We don't civilians aren't generally allowed to have those. It's very, very, very strict. To get around that (sighs) further okay so we've got the constitutional Mm -hmm. issue (laughs) we've got the fact that ar-15s are not more dangerous than other things also when we discuss guns i would like to at least nominally tie it to the crime that we're attempting to thwart okay so in this case we have a handgun now you can make the argument to me that we should do something about the handgun availability this guy got a legal handgun, as far as I understand it, at this point in the story, because he was arrested many, 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 many times, yeah. but never convicted of a felony. Right. So Misdemeanors. He still So he still has his rights to own that gun. Now, he also clearly has some mental health issues. Yeah. So I'm happy to talk about red flags. Sure. Or this.
1: Because I think he was on a watch list. Yes.
0: I'm happy to engage with that. Um, skeptical, but happy to engage with that, right? Yeah. But why are we talking about long guns again? In the context of this crime, handguns are the vast majority. They account for the vast majority of gun crimes. And I don't think a lot of people in media know that part either. So I'd like to connect it to the thing we're trying to do and we're trying to to prevent.
1: It's harder to visualize though when you're talking about it. It's much easier just to say AR-15 and semi-automatic and machine gun and whatever else and say, we need to, you know, street sweepers, get these off and... and that's not what we're talking about. Certainly not in the subway shooter case.
0: Well, and the other part of the AR-15 question is, it's not about what I need. It's yeah. a right. Yeah. Uh, I don't, there's, there's plenty of things we don't need that we nonetheless as Americans mm-hmm. have the right to purchase and own without uh, molestation by the government. That's right. And this is enshrined in the Constitution. Yes. Alex. I'm sorry. Can I just say? As a, you guys both live in Virginia. Yes. I live in Southeast DC.
2: Oh. Do you yeah. know what
0: I can get at any time during a pregnancy? 38, 39 weeks? Uh, yeah. Do you know what I can't get to protect myself mm-hmm. yeah. from the three carjackings that happened in my neighborhood on mm-hmm. Wednesday night? Yep. 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 Sorry. I had no. to say it. But why can't we just regulate it like we regulate abortion? <laughs> so, our, our friend Steve Gutowski at the reload. This is another thing and I think this is a really important thing that that viewers should know that people who are consuming news should know. The picture of who owns guns is different than you likely think it is. If you are vehemently anti-gun, particularly during the pandemic, there's a new st- study, right. a survey out of the University of Chicago that's talking about and studied the the uptick in ownership during the pandemic which is gigantic. Previous surveys have put the number in the low 40% range. It's now up to 46%. That's because 5% of those polled said they bought a gun for the first time during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That number comes out to about 13 million new gun owners since the onset of the pandemic. Other estimates have been 7.5 million new buyers. Mm -hmm. Another estimate and survey from the National Shooting Sports Foundation, 13.8. Now, here's what's interesting. In this survey... 69% of new gun buyers during the pandemic were minorities compared to 26% of pre-pandemic owners. Similarly, 86% of pandemic gun buyers were under 45 years old, while only 41% of pre-pandemic owners were. And a lot of them are women.
1: Women.
0: Women, I believe the fastest growing demographic is women. So they don't look the way that a lot of people who argue for gun control think they do. And Crime and guns are indeed connected, but not just in the way that gun control people think they are. They are bought as a response to a crime spike and to uncertainty, which we've had a lot of in two years. That's
1: <laughs> right. Again, if you had the video, you'd see we're just looking at you. We're exhausted. We're exhausted. But
0: never, never back to is, This issue. Uh,
1: they're taking over, but you know who else is taking over? That's my little. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Taking over, I don't know Elon yes. Musk. This is, right. this is big because we talked about this. On our last episode, and I mentioned, you know, what he could possibly do, Elon Musk, by purchasing all those shares of Twitter stock and by not being on the board. One of his only options would be a hostile takeover. Yeah, guess well, what? You know,
0: you know what? I did some research on this. Vic. Oh, good. I watched The Secret of My Success. Oh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so. Good. just yes.
0: an 80s banger
1: yeah it really is
0: starring michael j fox who although not my type in his prime in
1: this role not, just a not charming your, not, your, not your type because he's about five inches shorter than but you but just or a just,
0: charming little yeah, he's man very he's very charming. i mean adorable
1: helen slater definitely my type
0: <laughs> even with the haircut the, the princess yeah, that, that,
1: that very that very 80s haircut it's it's okay it, it, I'll work the, the ending I'll work with it the ending when they're going to the opera is the most absurd the way she looks at the very end of that movie so absurd go ahead I'm so sorry. I
0: have I have a little audio to help us understand hostile takeovers from Secret of My Success this is the CEO of the company that oh, Michael J. Fox yes, is yeah, yeah, yeah. wheedling his yes. way into the transfer sheet
1: shows that somebody's accumulating an enormous block of our stock what do you think about that Thomas well, I think it's very encouraging sir Oh, Hello, yes, sir. When a stock takes a dive and somebody buys a ton of it. It means that stock is on its way to a quick rebound. It means yes. that the company is right for a hostile takeover. Oh, that's what I bet. A hostile takeover, sir. Yes. I'm afraid that's what we're looking at. I want each of you to examine your department and see where you can cut costs. Cut them to the core. We need to raise cattle quickly so we can boost stock support. Go right. ahead. Boost it. Boost it to the moon. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> they're running. If, if people are wondering, because the boss, the, the head there, the CEO, he's running on a, like a track on top of the skyscraper when jogging was a new and exciting thing yes. in the 80s. Yes, And so everyone had to find they're all out of shape except for him. He's obsessed with it. I will also say the late actor who plays the uh, Michael J. Fox's uncle, the villain in this yes. movie, such a wonderful actor. He was also great in The Hunt for Red October. Yes. So. That's
0: Fantastic! It. So that this movie is just, by the way, just rife with eighties yeah. wonder.
1: Yes, uh, the, yes, it is.
0: The saxophone solos, the synth,
1: mm. oh, the, the sexy oh, the music. The music. Did you overlays. actually? Did you actually go back and watch? Oh like, yeah! The whole, <laughs> oh yeah! How about the older woman seducing him, Aunt so, Vera? Well, I what I wanted, what I wanted <laughs> to
0: do, what I wanted to do slash did not want to do at all was look up how old the actress was who played Aunt Vera. Who is by the yes. way, this is just the yes. story this <laughs> is I just wanna set you the You have scene. to watch the movie. <laughs> the scene so. is like this is the story of a plucky, midwestern, college educated white man who comes to <laughs> New York City, New New York City, and gets in with the giant company his uncle owns Uh and and pulls himself up by his bootstraps, bootstraps, at which point, when he's still in the mailroom, he is definitely sexually harassed, if not assaulted, (laughs) by the wife of his uncle. So Aunt Vera. Yes. Aunt Vera is is a... It's a sexy older lady. Right. She is
1: the hair. that She's got this big, yes. crazy hair. She's yeah. a sexy
0: older lady. She wears a lot of lipstick. She wears a lot of fab mm-hmm. 80s clothing. Mm-hmm. She is also the sexy owner of the franchise in Major League. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Same actress. <laughs> That's right.
0: I looked her up. Do you know how old she was at the time of this, this very – Something
1: awful is going to tell me that she was actually younger than in my mind. In my mind, I'm thinking she was in her 60s, you know, oh, but no, she, she wasn't. Was, how old? She was 38 years old. Oh, man. I will say, you know what? Though people, people looked older back then. They did. They were all the. the yeah. okay. <laughs> okay, Alex, is saying so hot. You're talking about the Aunt Vera? No, Helen Michael Slater. J.
0: Fox, young Michael J. Fox, so hot <laughs> in his prime. <laughs> so hot.
1: Yeah. Yep. Okay. Sorry. All right. Thank you, Alex. Uh, so yeah. the
0: point being, so Elon point Musk. Being. <laughs> Elon, Elon. Musk is primed for a secret of his success: yes, hostile that's takeover right. yeah. of. Twitter.
1: That's right, because he's now offering for, uh, for a total of $43 billion, but roughly $54 a share. But He's going directly, basically he's making the case directly to the shareholders. He doesn't have a seat on the board, and that's how a hostile takeover can happen. Or if the company, who is unwilling, meaning that it's hostile, wants to be bought by him for, 50, uh, for $43 billion, then he'll take a board seat and he'll work it through the board, I I don't know I, which is easier, which is harder. I will say this. Um, listener uh, listener David M. Knight also reminds us another great movie about hostile takeovers is Other People's Money, ah. which was 1991 by directed by Norman Jewison. And now i got to watch, watch that yes, one. Yes, and starring Danny DeVito and a young Penelope Ann Miller, but I'll still go with Helen Slater. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ending, no,
1: the ending, the hair and the music. I mean, it's the hair is... And Aunt Fantastic. Vera ends up with the with Michael J. Fox's Don't spoil it! friend I'm from the kidding. mail. it. I'm just kidding. She ends up with the other guy from the mailroom. That's great. Every it's a happy that's, ending.
0: That's actually beautiful. And
1: oh, and by the and that's it's how a, it's, a, way. it's
0: a story of class collision. Yes. You know.
1: Yes, and and, and of course because the the the, the villain and Aunt Vera. They live in Litchfield, Connecticut. And this was a revelation to me when I saw it in the theater in the 80s because I didn't know anything about Connecticut. I just grew up in New Jersey. I didn't realize what's out there and that there are all these rich people that live in Connecticut. And I asked – that's the first thing when I uh, talked to Kate, asked her, what, what's Litchfield like? Just, <laughs> <laughs> just
0: like? Tell me about Litchfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you have a pool house? Right.
1: No, no, not quite, but still nice. <laughs> so um, you you wanted to talk about Elon Tweets or so, people up in arms? No, Everyone's so, up in arms.
0: So, oh, there's a lot of pants sweating going on. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Here's the thing. I do not look to billionaires or politicians to be my saviors. Yeah. I'm not counting on mm-hmm. Elon Musk to do all the things that I would like him to do, right? Mm-hmm. However, if I have to pick a billionaire, <laughs> I have to pick a rich dude who's in charge of what is one of the sort of default public squares – In the United States of America that has so much influence and is currently capriciously governed based on political viewpoints, I would choose a pro-free speech rich person and powerful person before I choose an anti-free speech. Now, here's the problem. The left has constructed an alternative view of free speech, which is, spoiler alert, not free speech. Okay? So that accounts for Robert Reich's confusion writing in the guardian about how Elon Musk's idea of free speech is dangerous because it's free and you see we need more regulation of speech in order to be free. Right. That's how that works. Now, let me stipulate. As always, as 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 people like Robert Reich often remind me, it's a private company. It can do what it wants. This isn't a free speech problem. Why are you worried? That's what we always hear, right? Yes. Same rules apply, man. Yeah. Why are you so worried? And what they're worried about is, A, that they will lose the power to impose their form of free speech, which is to shut up people who disagree with them, Mm -hmm. or that that form of free speech might be imposed upon them, which, by the way, I would speak out against.
1: This, This is, again, the problem, because when you're talking about people like J.K. Rowling, or anybody else who dares to question these new ideas uh, about gender and, and, and whatnot, they can't say that. They can't even say that they disagree or that what they think is a definition of a man or a woman, they will get blocked yeah. on Twitter.
0: Well, Libs of TikTok was taken off Twitter today, as has been wow. Babylon B. Bee. It's because they get into the gender discussions yeah, they and they are deemed hateful. And I would just like – and here's what the left does. is The left takes everyone – I want, the, I want the bounds to be wide. And on, a, on, yeah. on a, a platform like Twitter, you want to deal with abuse, you want to deal with threats, but I want the, the bounds of debate to be quite wide. Yeah. Now, I would also like for the platform to allow me ways to protect myself from people who are just being jerks. So a lot of latitude to protect what I see, but I don't get the power to limit what other people see. You right. see how you see? You see how <laughs> that works? Robert it, Reich does not see. No,
1: but a lot of it comes down to, at the end of the day, we know better, you know, so we'll right. make these decisions. And
0: weirdly, and I'm, I'm— Leave it to us. I'm talking about Robert Reich because he's one of the more prominent folks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a progressive economist, very, very powerful on Twitter, influential on Twitter, uh, I guess. Clinton's
1: former labor secretary.
0: Yes. Uh, the, he, he 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 sort of—he equates freedom with authoritarianism. So the Russian, this is how his piece starts. The Russian people know little about Putin's war on Ukraine because Putin has blocked their access to the truth, substituting propaganda and lies. Years ago, pundits assumed the Internet would open a new era of democracy, giving everyone access to the truth. But dictators like Putin and demagogues like Trump have demonstrated how naive that assumption was. At least the U.S. responded to Trump's lies. Trump had 88 million Twitter followers before Twitter took him off its platform. These moves were necessary to protect American democracy. Mm -hmm. But Elon Musk, the richest man in the world with 80 million Twitter followers, wasn't pleased. So he's a lit – first of all, it's a weird construction Mm -hmm. because Musk has had the opportunity to knuckle under on free speech in the case of his satellites in Ukraine. He has, one, done battle against the authoritarian by putting satellites and internet in Ukraine – and then some people more f- friendly to Ukraine have asked him to filter out Russian propaganda. And he says, look, I'm not doing the moderator mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. They're both going to get through. Here you go. More is better. Yeah. More freedom is better. So weird thing to pick. And also shutting down speech is needed for more democracy. Right. With, by the way, inevitably, the, the government pulling the strings behind the scenes. That's that's part of the problem, too, is especially with the, the uh, COVID "Quote unquote misinformation," mm-hmm. the Surgeon General is straight up saying, "Like, no, we're going to guide this process. Yeah. That's not healthy." Okay. <laughs>
1: Did you want to? You you had a favorite tweet? You wanted I do, to talk I, about? I do. Do we I wanna, have time. I think oh yes. I do. Okay.
0: We always have time. We, we have time. as much time as we want <laughs> for man. our
1: listeners. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> when we're talking about guns and free yeah, speech. No. <laughs> I the, could go
1: all this day. Is, this is our two-hour special. You didn't realize it, listeners. I hope you had brunch. This is like a buffet brunch Okay, so this is podcasts.
0: Anand writes, and he's like sort of a techie thinker. Oh, um, yeah, Publisher of The yeah, Inc., yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, writer of Winners Take All, and MSNBC political analyst. He's got a couple thoughts. Twitter isn't space. You can't just colonize it. Here's another one. Some dating service should offer an easy way of filtering out any man who has ever made a tweet defensive of Elon Musk would simplify online dating for millions. Let's see what else. Elon Musk <laughs> Elon Musk is why to abolish billionaires. Asking them to chip in their fair share isn't enough. Regulating them isn't enough. When people are allowed to acquire this much concentrated influence, they will inevitably manspread yeah. economic power into every other form of power.
1: It's quite the... Uh Metaphor.
0: Yeah, you got any pants wetting over there about I, this, or you got no, just, no? What I went, I went, Elon. I
1: went to an old, I went to an old one uh, from last fall that uh, I always thought was amusing. And this is when Sir, Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont he had said on Twitter, "We must demand that the extremely wealthy pay their fair share." Period, as he would say. <laughs> and Elon replied, "Quote: I keep forgetting that you're still alive." <laughs> he
0: is well, and this is one thing they're worried about: is it like, oh. Uh he's he's an edge lord. Elon Musk is ah. Musk is an edge yeah. lord and he just wants to protect people saying jerky things. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, people should be allowed to say jerky yeah, things.
1: That's how it works. And
0: I should be able to like set filters so that I'm not hearing all the jerky right. things. Yeah. But again, regulating speech as much as possible is not the perfect version of free speech. It's yeah. just the opposite of free speech. Alex,
1: did, did you have you had a tweet you wanted to share? It it was Je m'appelle syrup. <laughs> <laughs> you have to see it. You have to see it. You, you have, have to it. see it. But the, yes. it's uh, you know French. I call myself or my mm-hmm. name is Je m'appelle. is Je m'appelle. <laughs> uh, but he syrup. makes it look like maple syrup. syrup. And those are the things <laughs> that I find funny. Just felt like doing it. And he did it.
0: So I'm going to end with this last tweet, and this is from Max Boot, who we've worked with in the past, but I come to this from a different place. You may notice when I read the tweet, I am frightened by the impact on society and politics if Elon Musk acquires Twitter. He seems to believe that on social media anything goes. For democracy to survive, we need more content moderation, not less. The comments are a sight to behold oh, on this boy. on this tweet. Somebody says I'm frightened by the fact this does not appear to be a satirical post. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, uh, you know, more censorship, better. <laughs> like it's just a string a string yeah. of these because a lot of people in sort of professional intellectual circles have convinced themselves that there's a different form of free speech that yeah. they control that is the more noble form when in fact the, OG, right. the OG free speech is no. the good one. No. That's the good one and no. it has a lot of bad speech with it and that's the whole thing.
1: There's a lot that people want to do, quote, in the name of saving democracy. Yes. And that's a problem. Okay. Oh,
0: before yes. we, before we wrap up, no, no, we had a we Please. had a, a listener request. Yes. To talk about Fairfax County Public Schools superintendent search, which I know shall read a the little, candidate a little bit of a niche issue. However, however, it is emblematic as things often are in Northern Virginia and Washington of the fights that people are having all over the country about schools and mm-hmm. the the fallout from these mm-hmm. school closings. We will do that on yes. Tuesday but when guns and free speech are on the docket i couldn't That's fit right. in this no
1: no no and 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 definitely because they seem to just uh double down yeah. fairfax county on, oh it's going to be good on, stuff on, on, on this and they don't really just, care
0: what people think just wait for the success exactly the, su- the secret of their success so oh, hey
1: how about that you know and her name was that was hurricane barb 93 by the way Thank she you. also wanted to know if you had a recipe for pimento cheese.
0: I do. It's like five generations old, and I have to—I actually have to ask for permission from my dad if that's allowed to go out. Yeah.
1: Wow. Okay. So next time, and I have—that's a tease. That is a tease, and I have one other shout out to a, a listener, Jacob Adams. Jacob was a Free Beacon intern. He started listening. Thank you, Jacob. Tell your friends Hoya Saxa and Happy Easter. That wraps up another edition of Getting Hammered. Remember, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And you can follow me on Twitter at Victorina Mattis.
0: I'm at MK Hammer on Twitter and on Substack, which is a pro free speech platform that likes to troll Twitter, and I enjoy it. Uh, that's why I'm there. And you can also find me at MK Hammer Time on Instagram. I also wrote in the Daily Beast this week about how Democratic Representative Tim Ryan is allowed to make an ad about economic war with China or economic fights with China without being called a racist. So if you want to check that out, that's at the Daily Beast. Thank you for being here. We appreciate it, Hammerheads. This has been a Nebulous Media Podcast.